Welcome to Labafana's Table. I'm your host, Dina Gregory, and today I am really excited to be with a wonderful and dear friend, Michaela Mussolino, who's an incredible musician who shares so much of her love of the Italian culture and heritage through her music and her life. Before we talk about all the incredible projects that you're working on, I'd love to just take a little bit of time to hear some of your your memories of La Bifana and just some of the cultural tidbits that you can share as, as we piece the mystery of La Bifana together. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, when I was a kid, we had American traditions in our house, but we also had all our Italian and so- especially Southern Italian Sicilian traditions. And I didn't understand that we were different than anybody else because that's all I knew. You know, I knew my family and pretty much most of our friends were ethnic like we were. Uh, So it was when I went to school that I started to bump up against people and and meet and befriend people that that didn't come from the same ethnic background. That's when I realized that, oh, we do things a little differently. And one of those things was we always celebrated in our house, Little Christmas. My mother used to call it Little Christmas. When we went to church, we knew it was Epiphany, Epiphania. But at home, we, my mother's called Little Christmas. Um, mm. And she used to make her own little rituals too, where, you know, we have, and we still do this. We leave the Christmas tree up until January 6th. Yes. Um, we don't <laughs> take down our decorations even outside. Although I'm guilty of leaving the ones outside for much longer than that. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, you know me in the neighborhood. Um, so we would have all these other little traditions. And part of that, you know, especially my dad was, my, my dad was big on the, the, folk tales and the legends and the stories. My, my, actually, both sides of my family, my mom's side and my dad's side, were very big on the stories of our traditions. So the story of Bifana was something that was taught to me very, very young. Mm. And also because it was taught to me as a Christian story. You know, Bifana was approached by the three magi. And they said, you know, we're going to go find this baby that was, that's been predicted. We're going to go find this, this child, this, this king that was predicted. And when they left, the story was that when they left, she, you know, she just sent them on their way. She said, no, I'm too busy. I have to clean my house. I'm too busy. You know, too busy. And she was this old woman that lived alone. And then, um, you know, the story w- that I was raised on was that after they left, she started to feel something pulling in her. And she realized that, you know, she needed to go see this child. Mm. So, um, so she didn't know where to find him. So she said, oh, I'm going to follow that star. Like they said, they were going to follow. And she took gifts for all the kids, because she didn't know, maybe at this house, she would find that that baby would be the, the baby. So mm. that's why she brought all these gifts. So we do that. And there were little gifties, you know, we've got little tiny gifties on the, on the six. So maybe some mm. candies and like little tiny toys or something that just fit in your stocking, little, little, little things. So, you know, mom would have fun, <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't anything elaborate, you know? Um, and I, when my daughter was little, in fact, when my daughter was little, before she was even born, when I, and, uh, I was kind of conflicted because by that time, by the time my daughter was born, uh, my daughter's just going to turn 25 soon. Um, you know, Christmas had been totally commercialized, completely commercialized. Mm. And I was really concerned about what am I going to do? Um, I don't want her to, you know, I was raising her Catholic, Roman yeah. Catholic, I was raising her Catholic. I said, nah, and I want to live my faith and I don't want her to think that, you know, Santa is Christmas. That's not Christmas. That's not Christmas mm. at all. Mm. I said, what do I do? So I had, um, 
dear friends of mine were giving me advice that they were, they weren't Catholic, they were Christian. They were really kind, giving me advice and they had raised four kids. And, um, and my parents were like, listen, we always let the kids have Santa cause it's fun, but you just teach your child that Christmas is the birth of Christ and what goes with it. So what I felt was really perfect. The perfect bridge for this was the story of Befana because it, it gives you something that's like Santa-like, but it never loses that connection to the birth of Christ. Mm. And, and it also, you know, it's got that little bit of that selfless in it, where that selflessness, where she's out there, she, she realizes that, you know, you don't stay by yourself. You don't just, you know, shut down and live alone and, mm. and, and don't, you don't, you don't not interact with the world. When, when she, when, when the three Kings were talking to her about this baby, she felt something stir inside her. She felt this humanity, this one. And, and that's how she spends eternity, right? Mm. Going out and making these children Perpetual. happy. <laughs> right. So, so I thought that was the perfect um, bridge for my daughter. So I didn't really hype up the Santa because Santa's everywhere. I mean, yeah. you know, every, you go to the mall, there's Santa, every Santa's every, <laughs> you don't even have, it's in the ether. But yeah. we, I really instilled in her this tradition of Befana. I attribute that to my parents. They taught me that and they, they, we had little tiny rituals around it, you know? So we still mm. left, we still left the stockings up and there would be something in our little tiny thing, something in our stockings on the sixth. Mm. Um, and we knew it was fun. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I even understood the underpinnings of Bifana as something attributable to um, the, uh, the crone, the image mm-hmm. of the woman as a crone as in a certain part of her life or something seasonal, you know, Bifana yes. is also a reflection of the seasons, how the seasons end. She's like, She's like that, that ending of winter and the beginning of spring. And I, I, these are all images that I never knew about until my daughter was a couple of years old. I, I was well into adulthood before I understood that. Mm. Um, but final wasn't just, not just a simple Christian story, but there's so many archetypes in that story. Right. So. Um, and especially of like a, a sweeping away of this kind of the old year and, yeah. and bringing into the new year. And I really love that image. You know, I've, yeah. I've heard some people say in the retellings of that she not only brings candy, but she'll sweep your home before she, before oh, she please leaves. Come. Please like, come to my house. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think she has to go down a chimney for that. Just leave the front door open. Yeah. She can, she can, she can walk right through the front door. Please come around. That's beautiful, beautiful imagery too. Uh, that idea that's sweeping away the old. I know. I think you have on one of your websites, uh, a recounting of tradition of the uh, tavolo de, de morti. Yes. Now, can you tell me, because it seems almost similar a little bit yes. because I read. So now the ancestors are said to bring. Yes. And, and this is something else I wrote. This is again, this is how, you know, you're like, so other, you know, when I got to school, <laughs> nobody talked about this stuff. When I, when I was a little kid, I'm like, well, you know, at home and at home, you know, up until you're eight years old, this is your life. You yeah. don't know anything else. And even mm. like, even there were kids in my neighborhood, but I wasn't really that close with that. We played like a little bit, but pretty much the people that were in my life day to day, it was my cousins and, uh, you know, the, the family friends that were the same culture. Um, so I, was, I don't want to say I was sheltered, but it was like, you, you were living kind of much, you were at those days, you were kind of living in a, in a different community almost. Right. Um, because even where we shopped, you know, we used to shop in the Italian store. So you were constantly around Italians. You know? mm. um, and my dad also used to talk about this to us. He said, you know, when we were kids and now I, my dad was born in 1921. So imagine this. And I was, I was at the tail end of the family, you know? Um, so my dad would say, you know, we were kids. We didn't get gifts at Christmas. Christmas was a religious holiday. 
Mm. Okay. We, the focus on Christmas was the birth of Christ. Uh, he's, we didn't give gifts. He, we got our gifts on November 2nd. And that's when he would tell us the story of how, you know, your ancestors that have, that are departed on the night between the first and the second. So between all saints day and all souls day, mm. they come and they visit. And if you've been, a, if you've been a good little girl or boy, you get a little <laughs> gift. And back then in the 1920s, they would get like a little orange, maybe some uh, like a little candy or something. Um, and they, you know, he talked about the sugar statues, the ipupirizukro, because that's something else they would leave. They used to leave these little statues, these elaborate, beautifully decorated figurines made out of sugar paste. Mm. And they still make these in Palermo today. They still make them. You can still buy them there in Castelvetrano. They still have them. And that was a gift too that your, your ancestors would leave. Mm. Um, and only for good little girls and boys. Um, <laughs> So that was, and he used to say, he said, November 2nd was our Christmas. November 2nd was our Christmas. So I thought that was just such a powerful image. Um, and I, I just love that there's so many different versions of this idea of some good, something good spiritually leaving some kind of gift for the, for the, the little ones. You know, there, mm. there's some connection. Um, and I, I just think that's mm. a powerful image as well. That, you know, this is continuity of the culture that yeah. you know, the, the little kids get it the little kids get a gift and the continuity um, of the culture and like a bridge between you know the living and the dead bridge and between that, yeah you know, and and, and, and i feel like la bafana in some ways also kind of uh yeah, an intermediary of that bridge you know of of this bridge to you know the infinite the perpetual that that which goes on and on and on and on the story that never ends <laughs> and that yeah and the two things that tie together with what you said is that you know, Bifana, we, we knew as children, we knew she was a witch, but we knew she wasn't, she wasn't bad. She wasn't, she wasn't like the witch in Wizard of Oz. She wasn't like that. She was just, witch. Yeah. we knew she, they called her witch because she was old. She lived alone. Maybe she knew how to do some of the sconjur or some of the little spells <laughs> and stuff, you know, but we knew she was, but she wasn't a bad, she didn't come from the darkness. She didn't come from evil. Yeah. And the same thing, like with this feast of the second, um, mm. when we're reaching out, there's that bridge between the living and the dead. There's a communication. And the same thing, like in Sicilian culture, we're in constant communication with our departed loved ones. They, mm -hmm. they leave us physically. We don't have the physical realm with them any longer, but they never leave us. We, we right. see them in our dreams. We hear them. We feel them. There was constant communication between these realms. And that's <laughs> another thing too, like the connection with Bifana, you know, think about what she's, she's this old crone, right? But you know, she's got every, she goes to every house. <laughs> that's pretty good young people can't even do that you know yeah. there's this there's this myth you know there's this almost almost epic or mythic stature that she has this old woman and appreciate that you know and, and we learn by her example too like she what was she searching for she was searching for that fulfillment mm. that to find that baby um and I, I just think it's a beautiful beautiful metaphor from every aspect from every yeah. aspect from, yeah. from the mythological and from the Christian, from, from all aspects, a beautiful, beautiful metaphor. And what yeah. I, what, especially how she, she has been so healing for me is that the, the level of inclusivity, right? Yeah. Right. Her only stipulation was, the only stipulation was, right? You had to be good. That's all. Yeah. Be good. You had to be good. You had to be, you had to be, be good. good. And, and the judgment's not too harsh. Yeah. <laughs> coal is, you know, you can come back from coal. You can, yeah. there's still. <laughs> exactly. You get the coal. If you don't, you don't get the gift to leave you coal. Um, so at least, you know, so it was also, you know, it was also an idea that it, I look at it too, that that was an aspect of our culture that inspired us to be better. You know, mm. you, you should be good. 
And you know, you see that everybody you see these signs, you know, you should be kind or something. Yeah, you should yeah. be good. You should be good. We shouldn't need to have signs reminded, but you know, we should have learned that when we were kids, when Bafana was coming, <laughs> hopefully, and carried that into adulthood. So there's mm. that aspect that I love too, that it's just like, you know what? Just be nice. Just goodness. You know, yeah. Just be can... good. And and somebody will take care of you, you know. Um, yeah, and it'll bring be recognized. Out that goodness. And yeah. uh um and that's why I, you know, and not only the goodness, like bring out your goodness and bring out the gifts that you have, you know. Exactly. And I love that you know, obviously another the huge aspect of the gifts that you are sharing with the world is your, is your music. And I would love you to just kind of tell me a little bit more of, you know, your connection with music and culture. It just kind of happened from following music that I really loved, which was music from Italy, from Southern Italy and, and focusing on the Sicilian music. And twofold reason I focused on Sicilian music. Number one was because I just love it so much. It just fascinates me. And it's my, that's my culture. That's where I come from. That's my heritage. That's my ancestry. Um, and the second reason was that I felt that, you know what? So many aspects of Italian folk music have, are, are getting promoted. And rightly so. Because there's so many different, so many varied traditions from Italy that, that, are, that merit being examined and being enjoyed. Uh, I said, but you know what, who's, who's paying attention to Sicilian music? Why we need to push this further, especially because I started, once I started working at this, I started to meet so many great musicians that make this music. And um, there's so much mm. research, there, there's so much actual ethnomusicological research on this music. I think, I think the, the research on this music is probably the most in-depth out of all the traditions throughout it, believe it or not. There's been that oh, much, wow. yeah, there's a lot of material for, for centuries for at least the last three centuries material of documenting this music. Um, so those are two of the big reasons that I, I just kept going. And I, I guess the, the biggest was, of course, I that I just love it so. And what happened is it became, it became something cultural. I wasn't expecting it to. I was just expecting to be able to get up and sing. But it became something cultural because I started to, to make audiences feel at home and to feel like part of this. I would tell the stories of the songs and that mm. got to be something as important in the show. The storytelling got to be actually a part of the show and it's become like a part of my research and it's become a part of my presentations. Um, and that's where the cultural aspect comes in because what you find is that when you really dig into a musical tradition, you can understand the soul of a people. You can understand mm. their history. You can understand how they thought, why, you know, and especially when I talk to college students, I paint a picture of what things are like. And I said, you know, I'm not telling you this because um, how people thought or how they behaved at that time was better or, or worse. I'm explaining this to you so you understand. Mm. And, and you can understand people. And, and it's, that's something too with music is that, um, especially world music or folk music, gives you an understanding. And it, it's, it creates a community too. Music tends to create community. And this music was made, originally it was made in community. Mm -hmm. And with this understanding also comes this connection, this community. And I, I try to do that with my performances is, is create a sense of belonging, of community. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell people, you know, in Sicily, we don't say who are you related to. They say, a quoi partien, who do you belong to? Um, oh my God. Yeah, who do you belong to? Like, the, like you know, you can be wow. sitting there and if somebody wants to know like, who your family is, they'll turn to you and say, partian, who do you belong to? Um, and I, I feel that music can do that. Music can create a sense of belonging. Even if you're not from this culture, you know, 
you're yeah. from the human, you know, you're from the human culture, you're from the, the you're from yeah. part of humanity. And I like that. It's like an embrace. And I, and I like to do that with the songs. And I, and I want to give people that feeling when they come to a show that, you know what, we're part of something. Mm. And, and, you know, and it's nice. I say, you know, I get people after a show and if, if they're not, you know, if they don't have roots in Sicily or roots in Italy, they may come up and say, you know what, I don't know anything about this music. I'm not a time, but I understood all of it. I understood it. And I felt mm. like, you know, I felt like I was making that music with you or something. And, and that's, mm. that's really the whole sense that I want to give with that, you know? I, I think that's really powerful. You know, I think if you dig deep down enough to the roots, we're all connected. And so yes. I think if there's something really, truly a true expression of, of a people, it's going to resonate across cultures. So, yes. And you, you kind of are hitting, um, hitting the nail on the head. You're, you're getting into something really deep here in that um, roots music or folk music. It's, it's got a little bit of magic in it because um it's music that has been passed down. It's mm. music that's circulated through, it's circulated through populations, it's circulated through time. And everybody that sang it or made it added something of themselves to it. Ooh. So it's this collection, by the time we get there with this music, it's a collection of all these fragments of humanity. So of course, something's gonna resonate because there's a part there that's part of you. You know, there's, there's, there's all these, these, this collective mm. humanity in it that comes from, um, you know, these different people that somehow created this song, you know, through the centuries. Um, mm. And I, as I said, it travels through time and, and some things don't change and some things do change. And they, you know, um, what, what would you say are some of the things that don't change? Like what is just like, you know what? The, the, there's some that, love stories and I was just gonna say that gonna, they say that's the, the energy that drives the universe you know those old love songs and those old love <laughs> stories it doesn't change it, you know and and um like I was talking one time to I was trying to explain I was trying to explain the sentiment in a song to get the right mood from a guitarist one time I'm like <laughs> but did you ever have you know the song is about like she's locked behind a window and you can't get there did you ever just love somebody so much that you just want them and you can't have them because you know there's distance between and they're looking at me like nope never happened i'm like what's wrong with you what do you mean you're not human what the hell you're not human like what um but just you know those those kind of things like it's just you know the the you know how many of us have had the you know the love stories of you know um you know you got this distance you know the two ships that pass in the night those those things never change or that just that desire that you can't you can't stop thinking about this person. You can't, you can't sleep at night. You toss and you turn. Every thought is that, I mean, that's just human nature, you know, and, um, and that's, that's the biggest example, but then there's other things too, like, you know, some of the, um, some of the chants we have, uh, like the, the, I don't want to say the worst song, but like kind of like war songs, or, you know, it's something that just like song about injustice, you know, injustice is the same, whether it's, in 2022 or whether it was in 1200 you know if if a man's not getting his just due you know mm. you feel that and you know your heart aches for these people and that's you know those, those things unfortunately that doesn't change either you know uh the circumstances may not change but the emotions stay the same you know mm. um and then just happy you know happy things too like sometimes it's just you know some some of the stuff we sing is like a little child's nursery rhyme it's just like a happy song like ah you know I just put a few fun things together and then it just they don't the song doesn't tell a story but it's just a few fun images together just to pass time and because the melody is so upbeat people hear it like 
this song makes me happy. I don't know what they're saying, but it just makes me happy. Um, <laughs> and it's, and it could be of like the simplest. Yeah. The simplest things. What, what do you have a, a quick Yeah. Like there's one of- song. It's like, it's like, just pick up a bunch of sticks and get running. Just pick up those bunch of sticks over there and go run off. And that's what the song is. That's what, that's what, that's what the line is. You can sing it to me. Sing me a line of that. Phyllis can get those sticks and we'll get running out of here. You know, it's like just like, but it's fine. When you're playing, everybody's like, yeah, they're laughing and clapping and dancing. I want to make sure before our conversation comes to a close, I wanted to talk. You have a new album coming. Yes, out. I yeah. do. Oh, look at this. I happen to have one right here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually, it's a Christmas album. Okay. Which is totally crazy. I wasn't expecting, I always wanted to make one, but I wasn't expecting it was going to happen. Um, about a year ago, it was a year ago around this time, I had to do an online show, prepare for the Christmas season. And uh, I was working with the musicians here in Memphis. And one of the musicians, we had been in discussion, he's actually a producer. And we've been in discussion about doing an album for it. We've been talking about it for more than a year. And uh, I didn't know where to start. And after we got all the, we you know, worked on all the arrangements for the Christmas show, he, he turned to me and said, why don't you record all these songs and make, let the first project we do together be a Christmas album, produce your Christmas album. And I was like, what? He said, well, you've been telling me for years you want to make a Christmas album. The musicians are all ready. No time like the present. So we went in early January, went into the studio and we started recording. We finished recording by April and then we got it mixed and mastered and now I have a Christmas album coming out and it's um it's all Sicilian and Southern Italian Christmas traditions some are around the different holidays in December but it's mostly Christmas traditions and it's totally collided with um American music traditions Mm. especially those music traditions identified with Memphis Tennessee so okay. you're going to hear a lot of familiar sounds on this in ways you can't imagine. <laughs> mm, and that's familiar, the beauty when the yeah, cultures collide. Familiar, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's pretty typical of the immigrant stories. You, know, you came here with your traditions with nothing but your stories and your, your, your culture. Mm. And you expressed it. How did you express it? Well, you're expressing it differently now because now you're in America. So there's, it's the same traditions, but how are you expressing them differently? And, and the different influences that you meet uh, also influence that mm. um and it's it's just a really I, I think it's a really fun out people love it um because it's just who doesn't love christmas and these are all the songs that through the years i would do at my christmas shows and i you know i had other songs too that i would do but these are the ones that kept coming to the forefront that the people really really connected with so i think this was kind of um what do you call it road tested <laughs> through the years these songs are road tested kind of um and I love it. It was I have wonderful musicians working with me on it, and uh, I'm really proud of it. So it's it's out. You can get it on my website. The name of the album is La Notte Triunfanti, and that means the triumphant night. Mm. Um, that's the title track. It's uh, it's not only from a song, La Notte Triunfanti, about the night that Christ was born, but pretty much all the songs that are Christmas related on this album just pertain to Christmas. That's it. It's like and it's a different aspect of the Christmas story, whether it's from Mary or from the shepherds or from the three Kings. And so regarding La Bafana, there's a couple of songs about the three Kings. So we can use these songs to celebrate little Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really cool about this too, La Notte Triomphante, this album, and it wasn't planned this way. Like I said, these are all the songs that audiences love. There's this theme that runs through it. It's the theme of the mother. Mm. Um, I didn't plan it that way. But interesting. It's it's very heavily mother centric. 
which I thought was quite beautiful. Um, there's a lot what do of, you lot feel, of um, what do you feel like this album adds? What perspective does it bring us into in terms of the Christmas story that maybe we've missed before? The very fact, the, the, the miracle of it, the human, the human aspect of it and the miracle that it was a babe, you know, the whole world changed because of this baby. That's insane. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, you know, it's funny. Um, and there's a lot of humanity. This is, it's very humanistic aspects of it, which is very typical of Sicilian culture in that God and the saints, those, the holy, they're not unapproachable. They're not mm. distant from us. They're very close to us, which mm. again, and that, that, and I relate that back to like, when we talked about like our departed loved ones, we keep them close as the same thing, like these holy people, like, you know, sometimes I, I find that, um, Sometimes when we talk about like saints or something, they seem, well, who could be a saint? I mean, come on, it's so hard. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's impossible. Even though we had them walking among us, right? In, in yeah. modern time, it's just, you know, it's only special people, but they make them very personal in mm. this song. Everybody's, it's, they're, they're just like us. They, they live their days like us. You know, they have their, their, their daily life is like, you know, um, they're part of us. Uh, we belong to them. They belong to us kind of thing. So, so it's a human that it, it, it brings Christ. It's like the gospel of Luke, right? That was the most humanistic gospel. It, it told the story of the birth in very human terms that we could all understand. Same thing with these songs. It's very human. We get it. You know, it's, it's this miracle mm. that, um, that was, you know, took place and, and who, and one of the, the most wonderful aspects I love when there's like, there's one, one of the songs where Mary's talking to the shepherds, um, and I love that too, because, you know, remember, you know, who did, who did the, who was revealed first, who, who was revealed first after the, it was the shepherd, the lowly shepherd, he didn't, it wasn't, you know, the kings didn't know any, the kings heard about, you know, the magi heard about, they were the astrologers, right, they, they knew because they were brilliant, and they read it in the stars, but he didn't show up in a, in the royal <laughs> palace, he showed up in a stable to the working man, he was there for the little guy, right, mm. the little guy, you know, so, um, you know, that that's beautiful. I, I think anyone can can appreciate whether you're yeah. of that you were in that you exactly appreciate yeah. the story, the storytelling aspect of that yeah. so much. Definitely. Oh definitely. my god, but yeah, quite a quite a miracle. And you yeah. Know, so and, like the album, um, what I want to tell people is if yeah. you can get the album, the Naughty Tune, you can get it on iTunes, obviously, any kind of uh online music, whatever service. But if you get it, if, if you get it from my website, whether you buy the physical copy or you get a download, you can even buy the download from my website. If you buy the download from my website, the difference between that and getting it off of like an Apple or, you know, that kind of thing is that from my website, you get the booklet because it comes with a booklet of the song lyrics and it tells the stories of the songs too. Mm. And, and some of it, it talks about like my experience with the songs too. Um, so that's an additional thing that you get. It's if you, if you get it from me, if you go to my website. So. beautiful beautiful because so. people oh. love that I wasn't going to do that and yeah. I'm like I can't I can't put on an album without lyrics people love that well Michaela I wanted to thank you so much for coming oh it's my pleasure thank you for having me table and we will definitely be having some events around Lava Fana's table so hopefully you guys oh, listening wait. will be dancing <laughs> up a storm with Yay. Michaela at some point yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today all right thank much. you okay thank you. take care bye Bye.